Welcome to Contrarian Court, the podcast that asks, What if everybody else is wrong? That was some new Dracula's playing us in, in lieu of our normal theme music by my son. But that is Cafe Hiroshima, presently my favorite song on the new Dracula's album, Terminal Amusements. And Mike, I love all 12 songs, but I do have one complaint about the album. It's too short. I put it on. I start dancing around my kitchen. I turn around. It's over. I want more Draculas. Well, you got to hit them hard and leave them wanting more. Uh, there is I, a B-side, and there's. I'm working on new material as we speak. Almost well, done with the very Dracula's New Wave version of the Ramones song, Carbona Not Glue, that's going to come out as part of like a coronavirus artist's doing a postal service kind of thing. That's fantastic. And you should put some of these demos up on the Patreon for as bonus goodies. Or I will. Absolutely. Early things. That's a good idea. But uh, we're a little pressed for time. We've got a great show. We've already recorded it. Shane Ryan, uh, former political editor of Pace Magazine. He came on. He argued that the DNC is not responsible for Bernie's loss. Uh, you judged. I argued against. He was a very impressive and eloquent man. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do something, uh, Mike, we give our patrons extra footage in talk town and we give our patrons extra footage up front and it's only $2 a month, and a bunch of episodes with extra footage for two bucks a month and the $5 patrons get goodies. Come on, be our patron. We love you dearly, but we have an opening bit, don't we? Sure we do. We do indeed. And, uh, as you know, this is day eight or 48, not sure. Of the uh, of the coronavirus, and uh, we thought, hey, I think we can all expect some uh, some special corona themed music to come. A lot out of people is putting period. out, yeah, like I said, I'm putting out a corona song at some point, and my album released during the virus. A lot of artists are quickly recording records and putting them out right now. Um, yeah, so I don't know, should I go first or or you go first? Uh, should I, should I, you, you go, you, tell me. you hit it. Hit, All right. So, so here it is. It's one of our more political uh, episodes. Uh, uh, months ago, uh, Owen Higgins said that Biden would drop out uh, before the Democratic, uh, before Iowa. That turned out not to be correct. I wish that uh, one, I wish he would have won that one and that that would have happened. Yeah, me too. Uh, and now his former editor, uh, Shane Ryan of Paste, is here to say that uh, the DNC is not to blame for stealing the election. From Bernie Sanders. From the dawn of time, the majority has spoken in the court of public opinion. But there are those who refuse to bend to the will of the people, those who stand alone. Their cases are brought here to contrarian courts. Contrarian Court is now in session. The Honorable Michael J. Weeby presiding. That's right. I'm here. We're here. We're uh, we're we, we're standing far apart. But how's your quarantine treating you, Benny? 
It's going well. Quick question, Your Honor. I know the courts in every state are uh, closed. The mm-hmm. polling places are open, thank goodness. Yeah. But the courts are closed. I'm wondering, why are they open in our fictitious state? Um, because, uh, I don't know. You tell me. Why do you, why do you think they are? I, I'm the bailiff. You are the judge. But okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to – I don't. you've had don't a hard day, Your control, Honor. I'll just pre- I don't have any control over that. I've been streaming Ozark. So I don't. I didn't. That's that's an uplifting show in yeah, a dark, exactly. dark time. I'm going to send in the contrarian of that. All right, right, send in the contrarian, <laughs> Mr. Ryan. You stand here being accused of being a contrarian, a contrarian who believes, unlike the majority of the good citizens of this state, that you believe that the DNC is not responsible for the failure of Bernie's campaign. Is this true? Uh, Your Honor, that is true. Well, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to state your case and explain this to me and to the rest of the court right now. Uh, Your Honor, with pleasure. And if it please the court, before I get to the crux of my argument, which is that the DNC did not cost Bernie Sanders the election, and in fact, none of the usual bogeymen of the left, abhorrent as they are, cost him the election, I would like first to submit for the record my own bona fides when it comes to loathing the DNC. I would like uh, to first uh, interrupt you real quick and ask, is bogeyman an East Coast thing? Because we only have boogeyman out here in Texas. Well, Your Honor, my understanding is that uh, boogeyman or boogeyman, the plural, is used for the creature uh, that scares children, whereas bogeyman or bogeyman uh, is used as sort of a, a hobgoblin of somebody's mind. Oh, I did, I did not know that. That's interesting, and I am uh, I'm very anxiously... A- awaiting that villain in the next Venom sequel. Continue. Well, until recently, Your Honor, I served as the politics editor at Pace Magazine, where, on October 12, 2017, I referred to Tom Perez as a sentient yawn. Uh, Tom Perez, of course, uh, the head of the DNC. Uh, This man and Debbie Wasserman Schultz before him and all their ilk are not close to my heart. They are close, if anything, to my spleen, Your Honor, because the only bodily emotion I feel toward them is splenetic. Uh, I could go on. I won't. Uh, My record is long and cannot be scrutinized. So know first, please, that defending these people is extremely painful to me. I do it only out of necessity, and here I arrive at the thrust of my remarks. The DNC, Your Honor, is weak. We have seen them fail for years, even decades, to mount a serious opposition to Republicans. Did they try to rig this primary and the 2016 primary in both subtle and overt ways? Sure. Are they good at it? No. The only real effect, Your Honor, of their clumsy, inept rigging was to draw attention to their own incompetence. Was cable news and the corporate media unfair to Bernie Sanders, essentially doing anti-left propaganda? Yes. Absolutely. Did Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren and Barack Obama conspire with Joe Biden to deny Sanders the nomination? Are our nation's voting mechanisms a complete, sometimes corrupt sham? Is the deck stacked? Yes, yes, and yes. But, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the court, the information that we need is still out there. The truth is still out there, and the truth is still accessible. I have figured it out. Your Honor, with respect, you have figured it out. My opposing counsel has figured it out. Many people who will read the transcript of these proceedings, unless I misjudge the makeup of this audience, have figured it out. It's not hard. It simply takes a modicum of intelligence, a modicum of empathy, and a sense of civic duty, but only a modicum of sense. In short, Your Honor, the fault lies not with our institutions, but with voters. They, and by they, I mean the liberal denizens of the American left, 
are guided predominantly by ignorance, fear, and apathy. Objection. What, what is your objection, uh, Counselor? I, I am objecting for a reason of my own and not in any way to give your honor some time to catch your breath, process your thoughts, and come up with your own question. So I'm well, about I'm, to I'm give fascinated my by this. I'm literally, I think this is one of the best put together opening statements I've ever heard, and I'm I'm taking it all in. I, I don't have anything other than his uh, his his uh, bad use of cryptozoological creatures. <laughs> I don't have anything that I have. Well, to do then, then, with that. then fine. If I didn't know you were so enamored with the contrarian, he's got dreamy couldn't... eyes too. I'm not gonna lie, he's got dreamy eyes. I'm lost in but, him. Then let me just object that I find his use of the word splenetic fancy pants and no place for it in a good port of the people such as this. We don't go for highfalutin terms like bogeyman and splenetic. I, I, I've already law, not a court of counselor. You're on thin ice because I have already referenced Venom, who is an opponent of Spider-Man. And I would like to call in uh, Spider-Man pointing at himself. That meme as someone who uses fancy pants terminology. When you are accusing someone else of being a fancy pants terminologist. Noted, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, so, uh, contrarian, would you please continue? Your Honor, I'm pleased to continue. I would just like to note that uh, at the time of interruption, I was entering the peroration of my speech, and I would like it on record that the opposing counsel was somewhat of a rally killer in that case. You are pushing it with the term peroration, but sustained. <laughs> A rally killer? I don't know. Would that be like conspiring to get every single person running uh, to drop out of the race and endorse one person? Would that be that kind of rally killing? Would that counselor? You are about to have your say on the stand. Let let's let the. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I'm just feeling. I'm just feeling splenetic. (laughs) Your Honor, if I may. Yes. Yes. Continue, contrarian. Continue. They, and by they, I mean the liberal denizens of the American left, are guided predominantly by ignorance, fear, and apathy. These are the ultimate culprits and the true reason Bernie Sanders lost. I share, Your Honor, the leftist fury with corrupt institutions, but we are limited not by our overlords, but by our own failure of imagination. In 2016, the Republicans dared to dream, though their dream, in fact, was a nationalist nightmare. In 2016 and 2020 both, we have failed to dream. We have failed to sow the wind, but we shall reap the whirlwind nonetheless. Your Honor, I yield the balance of my time. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's that was a put together put together opening argument. Uh, I'm going to move this over to the counselor and see what he has to say. Counselor, how do you respond to this? Well, first, I didn't get it in because I know I was on thin ice. But before I start my my statement, can I just make one more objection? Objection, Your Honor. It's a retroactive objection to what? The contrarian clearly wrote out his opening with (laughs) so much thought and eloquence that now no one else will ever do our show for fear that that is what is required of them in this court when we're clearly just a bunch of dumbasses shooting from the that hip. He has the- raised the level of scholarship of this court to an unacceptable amount that no future contrarian will feel comfortable entering. Yes, you're that right. is you're, uh, I will, I will uh, condemn the contrarian for also uh, making the, uh, the hosts, particularly the judge, look bad. Uh, objection your honor i would like to say that that uh was not written that was completely improvised i just (laughs) began 
I looked at uh, the instructions and I just, that's kind of what just came out of my head. So uh, I apologize nope. if it sounded written. Maybe it's, I, I don't know. Uh, you, I are the, you are the Jay-Z of contrarian chords. We, I think we are going to try and get Jay-Z in, actually. At some I think I'll make, I'll make some calls, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'll start by opening your own. Uh, start your opening, Counselor. I appreciate the fact that the contrarian has no great love for the Democratic National Convention. Uh, I, uh, I appreciate the fact that he conceded that there was a host of of bad deeds perpetuated by them. But I think for for the sake of the uh, jury and the people gathered here today, we should just do a quick rundown of, of what that is. We had uh, Bernie Sanders uh, winning Iowa, winning New Hampshire. You can put an asterisk next to his Iowa win because of the bullshit allotment of state delegates, which is its own DNC fuckery in the first place. But he won the popular vote in Iowa. He won New Hampshire outright. And... Uh, there's never a candidate who wins those first two things who doesn't go on to win the nomination until possibly uh, this year. Faced with this, the DNC took radical action, and they placed a bunch of phone calls, some by good old Barry Obes himself, uh, saying drop out, drop out, drop out, and support Joe Biden. So just before Super Tuesday, you had, you had a choice. Bernie? Or if you're voting for anyone else, vote against Bernie in the form of Joe Biden. Um... That's the first thing. Secondly, long lines near campuses constantly throughout Super Tuesday, particularly in Texas, more voter suppression. Changing the debate rules to let Mike Bloomberg in out of nowhere to, to keep Tulsi out, who would have eaten Biden's lunch. Um, uh, and then Tom Perez telling people to go vote during during COVID-19, which was bad enough two weeks ago. He's doing it today. So, so that's the host of misdeeds. And to all of that, the contrarian says, sure, 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 sure. Yep, got it. But the truth is out there. Well, not only has the American voter never been as intelligent or as tenacious as spooky Mulder, they shouldn't have to be. In a democracy, you should not have to be smarter than all mainstream media, every member of the political party, every bit of information you are getting fed on cable in order to cast intelligent vote. Are there smart people like the contrarian, like you, Your Honor, purportedly, like me, like a handful of other great human beings? Sure. But is that what we are going to say as a nation is what the bare minimum requirement is for the right to cast your vote? The thing is, Your Honor, usually when catastrophic things happen, history arguably, the arc of history bends towards justice and people still act in their self-interest. So you have the Great Depression. Herbert Hoover is a conservative. FDR is a clash trader. And you know what? These people who voted for FDR, it wasn't because they'd studied the machinations of the New Deal and they knew that people who called it socialism maybe were misusing that word and conflating it with communism. They just said, ow, I'm hungry, I'm dying, I want to eat. People are saying that now, except they've got a propaganda machine by the Democratic Party that says you don't want to eat. You really don't want to eat. That guy won't make you eat. It is an insane level of propaganda that Bernie Sanders could not overcome. Maybe another politician could. Maybe a meaner politician could. Frankly, I think if Elizabeth Warren 
were Bernie Sanders, not with her policies and her, her politics, but just with her ability to rip somebody's guts out on the stage. If Bernie was willing to do that or had the ability to do that, and I'm not sure which of the two was lacking, maybe he could have overcome it. But for whatever reason, that wasn't the campaign he was running, unfortunately for us all. So, no. So you I think disagree. that he should have been a, a, a gut ripper on stage? He that he, his attacks should have been more vicious. Bernie's debate performance was was shameful. But that's shameful. still not uh, a DNC fault. That's a that's no, no. A but, but that's not that's not enough for the blame because, as I was going to say, Your Honor, an apathetic, selfish, self interested, moronic general public is the baseline that we start with for every election. And so, just because people are morons does not mean that bad actors should go scot-free because if people were better and smarter and more diligent, they wouldn't be able to be fooled. If that were the case, we'd throw out all the fraud lawsuits because, well, if you weren't a fucking idiot, you never would have given your money to that prince of Nigeria, would you? Objection, not- Your Honor. What's the objection? Uh, objection is that I, I am detecting a virulent and uh, unsettling degree of elitism in my uh, in the opposing counsel's argument. Uh, well, I would say it's 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 virulent if you want to pronounce it correctly, and I'm in no way an elitist. <laughs> it's, well, oh, you got me! You got me with your with your oh your Matlock Perry Mason tricks. You have just hoisted yourself by your own petard, my friend, because earlier I get that reference. you mispronounced the word bilious. I did not correct you because <laughs> I am not an elitist. And this shows, this shows that you are the elitist. That was a trap. I laid a trap for you by mispronouncing a word totally on purpose. No, Your Honor, here's the thing. I use the words ignorance, fear, and apathy to describe the American voter, and I use that for a reason because I didn't use dumb or stupid. Uh, I don't think, uh, contrary to my opponent, I do not think I am smarter than a Biden voter or a Trump voter, any of them. Uh, I think that there is a combination of being afraid of someone like Bernie Sanders. There is apathy, which means we don't take the time to engage and to be good citizens. It's uh, too long for an objection, Your Honor. And there's ignorance, which is we don't try to find out because we don't know. I don't think it's a uh, lack of intelligence. I don't think it's stupidity. And my objection is um, I well, am furious at referring to my fellow Americans. That Your way. Honor, let me, uh, let me rephrase <laughs> it to make this appropriate for the contrarian. The I won't use the word stupid or lazy. The American voter, probably voters in general, but the American voter, historically, through time immemorial, at least 200 years or so, has been flawed, deeply flawed. (laughs) That's the baseline. And you don't give a pass to bad actors because non-flawed people wouldn't be taken in. The last thing I would say is proof – I agree. The DNC is, by and large, wildly – incompetent. I agree with the contrarian. But one fact he gave to prove that, I think, is a bad fact, and that is, look how unsuccessful they are at beating the GOP. I would argue they don't give a fuck about beating the GOP. They care about staying in power. We all know what it takes to beat the GOP. A populist leftist president who wants to help people. That's what they sought to destroy, and that's why they can't beat the GOP. It is not a sign of their incompetence. It is a sign of the weakness of their character, and they deserve the blame for this loss, Your Honor. 
Okay, well, I, I think that's a point that we'll need to come back to in Talk Town, but I think right now we need to move on to the evidence round because I would like to hear some evidence bolstering both of your cases. Uh, Contrarian, do you have some evidence to play for us? Uh, I do have some evidence, Your Honor, and I just uh, I think it is apropos that uh, the opposing counsel um, said that the American voter is more intelligent than they've ever been. And again, that slightly goes against my point that he was being elitist. But uh, I do want to play this. Wait, clip. Did I say that? You said, yeah, the, the American uh, voter is more intelligent than he has been since time immemorial. And I, I don't. Yeah, I don't you compared them to that. the X Files, which. Uh, well, I said I said they shouldn't have to be as smart as Spooky Mulder in order to vote well in any case we can look at the tape i suppose but the clip before us is of a group of uh, joe biden voters and this was a few days before the iowa caucus is which i was by the way i was on site for that and they are a perfect reflection of the people i spoke to there and, and not just biden voters pretty much anyone except bernie sanders voters so uh yeah this clip is them giving their reasons uh why they support biden and in fact it was tweeted out by dr jill biden so this is not some uh, oppo research or anything this was the candidate's wait, wife wait, wait, wait. Is, th is that why she missed my appointment for my uh spleen she was going to examine me she is an amazing doctor my friend Whoopi referred me she's to a her. brain surgeon uh, okay she's that's very funny she works on brains not spleens Whoopi goldberg oh, okay. i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that what Whoopi goldberg said that she's a, a, a brain surgeon uh, I, I have heard the take that she's an amazing doctor. I've heard the take that it's uh, like racist and homophobic to um, say that it's misleading for somebody who's a PhD to call themselves doctor. Homophobic. Oh, yeah, because um, LGBTQ and minorities tend to be in the humanities and get their PhD. So if you have that objection, uh, it's yeah. yeah. But but could we? Could, I know I, I, this is such a basic point, and I know I'm interrupting everything, but it's driving me insane. It is driving me insane. No one mocked Dr. Jill Biden for not being a medical doctor. Everyone mocked Whoopi Goldberg for not only saying she was a medical doctor, honest mistake, for not only nominating her for Surgeon General, which I guess you could chalk up to just fangirlism, but for then saying she's an amazing doctor, since she's not a medical doctor at all, was based in utter bullshit, which means Whoopi Goldberg has no problem spewing utter bullshit for political beings, which means she is entitled to no respect of any kind whatsoever. And that we have spent two days talking about whether or not we can call PhDs doctors is the most bizarre misdirection and, frankly, part and parcel of the DNC and why they're so awful and why I should win this case. All right. Let's hear that evidence. He can beat the NRA. Uh, he likes ice cream. He has the experience. He knows the foreign policy. He wants to protect and expand on the Affordable Care Act. He can, restore, he can restore the soul of this nation. LGBTQ rights. Joe Biden. People trust Joe Biden. Uh, he stands up for working class values. He's an incredible person all around. All right, there, there's 25 more seconds, but that's about <laughs> all. Uh, it's okay. There'll be far fewer wow. seconds than that when I edit the was, shit out. Uh, that was a, uh, that was like a, Saturday Night Live mocking s mocking NPR sketch. That was uh, <laughs> passion, some real passion in there. 
And so is it now, uh, shall I talk about this clip? Yeah, yeah, tell me, explain explain how that clip helps your case. Yeah, so this clip helps. Look, I, I think, again, I don't want to be elitist here, but this is what I encountered in Iowa. This is what I've encountered all over when I talk to voters. Most voters, as as Mr. Gladstone said, are low-information voters. I don't think they're stupid. I think they haven't engaged, and I think they're scared, and I think they're apathetic in some cases. But this this proves my point. Okay, look. You can have all the DNC propaganda you want. You could you could remove the DNC propaganda. You could have cable news uh, all in the bag for Bernie Sanders. You could have had the opposite of what happened where Buttigieg and Klobuchar stayed in. Elizabeth Warren dropped out before Super Tuesday. You cannot overcome this level of ignorance. Uh, people who behave this way and, and who see politics this way are fundamentally the single most, uh, the hugest uh, obstacle uh, to any kind of real progressive or socialist progress in this country. And that is what Bernie Sanders was up against. And my opponent mentioned a lot of things that happened. I did too with the DNC. The deck was certainly stacked. He mentioned the voting lines. He mentioned Bloomberg going on stage. But the fact is, look, when Bloomberg was in that debate, he bombed out. Yeah, the voting lines were bad, and I'm sure a lot of people were disenfranchised, but the margins were so great that it wouldn't have made a difference. All this stuff in the end, while important, and while I would certainly advocate to fix it, is small potatoes. And I think what this clip shows me, um, to harken back to FDR, which my opponent mentioned, uh, in order, I think, for someone like Bernie Sanders to be elected, things have got to be so bad that people are forced to engage with politics. Even now, even now in this country, the people that vote the most are the people who are not uncomfortable enough. And the people who are uncomfortable don't vote. Uh, and that is a big problem. And I think that is an obstacle we can't overcome and my cynical view uh, right now of our country is that for Bernie Sanders to get elected, the comfortable people have to become uncomfortable. Uh, and that has not happened. And until it does, no matter how good his campaign is, no matter what happens, uh, it's just not going to happen. Uh, Your Honor, can I, can I respond to that incredibly long, in fact, the longest uh, evidence display in contrarian court history? <laughs> uh, I suppose you can. Um, I think it's bizarre that the contrarian is calling me the elitist when his whole thesis is basically the American voter is so fucking low information and unhelpable that they that Bernie was just going to lose no matter what bad acts went because they couldn't see the quality of his campaign. That, as, as, as flawed as American voters are, I don't think that they are uh, too flawed to appreciate uh, the appeal of the Sanders campaign, which is why things like debt relief, which is why things like uh, Medicare for all poll in the majority, even in red states. It Objection, takes a whole Honor. apparatus to make people think it might not be a good idea. Objection, what, 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 Objection, Honor, this is a quick one. I have two yeah. primary losses uh, in my favor. Uh, I don't know what evidence uh, my opponent has. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, sorry, you said that the, the American people can appreciate the Bernie Sanders campaign, that they can. I have two primary losses showing that they can't, in fact. Well, uh, uh, I, I don't want to sound elitist, but I think you're too fucking stupid to understand what I just fucking said, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying things like Medicare for all and and uh, debt relief and free college 
uh, poll in the majority. So for people to vote against that, they're smart enough to get that that's good and in their interest and what they like. They have to be misled into thinking that somehow uh, Bernie's not giving it to them. And uh, I think it's South Carolina. Uh, the majority of people somehow thought that Joe Biden was in favor of Medicare for all. Now, you could say, well, that's because they're flawed, but I would say, no, it's because people like the DNC and the people they control worked very, very, very hard to make them believe that. And the fact that a better person might be able to overcome it doesn't mean I can't blame the DNC. Yeah, but again, you're like patting them on the head and saying, you believe the right thing. It's just that bad actors have led you the wrong way. No, look, these people, you, the responsibility has to be with them, ultimately. It's one thing to say, hey, would you like free health care to say yes? But you have got to sort of integrate that with a worldview that will then let you vote for the person who's going to bring that to you. And if you can't do that, then uh, sorry, can't help you. You deserve what you get. Well, well in response well, to that, well, yes. Oh, I was going to say, I, I'm, I want to hear you give it to them counselor and by give it to him i mean me and i mean your evidence well i'm sure the contrarian won't uh disagree with this uh but he for some reason doesn't want to give it credit here's a um uh an interview from a couple of weeks ago with the man that the contrarian correctly described as a sentient yawn it is your view that this can be safely conducted tomorrow. Who, who have you been consulting to come to that view? Well, again, uh, we didn't intervene in that case. No, I know. I, I, this is a state matter, yeah. but I'm asking your position sure. as Tom Perez, the head of DNC. Sure. My, my understanding is you're saying you agree with the states that are going forward. Yes, we, we respect what they're doing, and we, you know, we always encourage everyone, and I, I was in contact today with uh, people in a number of these states, uh, including but not limited to Arizona. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, well, that's enough. That's enough. Uh, that's Tom Perez saying he respects the states when they send um, voters out uh, during a, a pandemic uh, to die. As we all know, uh, numerous um, uh, election workers have been diagnosed with COVID nineteen since that primary. That Tom Perez, uh, head of the DNC, with his great respect, sent people in line to go to. Uh, now. This proves my point that incompetence and evil are not, as the contrarian would think, mutually exclusive. I'm not strategy. I let me finish, sir. Your <laughs> Honor, I would ask this court to stop these interruptions. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sustained. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank hold you. Your, hold, hold your ground, contrarian. Incompetence and evil, causative evil deserving of blame are not mutually exclusive. They wanted, the DNC wanted voters to vote as quickly as possible to try to rack up a win for Joe Biden because they know he is neurologically wasting at an alarming rate and they want to get it in the bag as soon as possible. Now, in order to do that, everybody they're sending to the poll is going to die. So they're going to get people to vote for Joe Biden who will no longer be alive in November to vote for him again against Trump. Therefore, both evil and an incompetent plan. There is no rub between those two things. They both describe the DNC. Your Honor, may I respond? Uh, yeah, I would like to hear a response to that. Response will be quick. I don't disagree that the DNC is incompetent, obviously. I don't disagree that the DNC has elements of evil into it. That is not what we're supposed to be arguing today. What we're arguing is that the DNC cost Bernie Sanders the election, and I haven't heard one piece of evidence 
proving that, where I've provided plenty showing for all their incompetence, for all their evil, all their machinations, none of it really amounts to a hill of beans. Bernie would have lost anyway. The polls remained in the majority of states as they were from a year earlier. It was a, it was a fait accompli, and I probably mispronounced that too, that Bernie Sanders was going to lose, and it's the fault of the voters. Yeah, no French in here. No French in here. That's uh, how, how did how did, well? Let's, Your Honor. I have things uh, to say, but you know, I respect the rules of this court, unlike <laughs> yes. ne'er do well contrarians. So I'll <laughs> save it for talk town. All right, because what we have coming up next is the lightning round. The lightning round is a series of questions. Some of them may be subjective, but this is a court of law where the subjective can become the objective when it's dealing with my response so here we go are you ready to play contrarian yes your honor all right first question joe biden in his past confronted a gangster named corn pop in a vicious <laughs> contretemps outside a public pool uh, many people question whether Corn Pop was a real person or not. I'm going to read you the name of four gangbangers of uh, the 1970s and 80s. Three of them are real names of actual uh, kind of uh, important in the gang scene gang members. One of them is fake. You tell me which one is the fake name. Here yeah. are the four names. Ace of Spades. Mickey the Cobra. Stacks. And easy breezy. Which Your one Honor, of those names is fake? Your Honor, Nikki the Cobra is the fake name. That is incorrect. Easy mm. breezy is the fake name that I made up. All right. You've got one wrong. You've got two more questions. In 1991, Joe Biden uh, plagiarized a speech from uh, Bobby Kennedy, but that speech was also plagiarized by someone else way back in 1969. It was plagiarized by a politician who would later go on to become a television celebrity and uh, star in exactly one film. He was the lead in one film and a television personality. Who was that politician turned later TV star turned one-time movie actor? Mm, uh, 1969. Uh, your Honor, I don't know the answer to this. I quote. know. It was Jerry Springer. There you go. Jerry ah. Springer also plagiarized Bobby Kennedy. The film, The Ringmaster. I would also like to say that uh, Biden, uh, I didn't know about Bobby Kennedy, but I certainly know he plagiarized a law school paper, and I certainly know he plagiarized uh, speeches by uh, uh, UK British labor guy. leader uh, Neil yep. Kinnock. Yep. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's he, shit. He, he, he forgot he him. Ah, Here's a Bernie Sanders question, though. Bernie Sanders released a folk-slash-spoken-word album. Uh, what was the name of it? This is multiple choice. Was the name of the album We Shall Overcome? Was it Burn Victim? Or was it We the People dot 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 right now? Hmm, yeah, I know This Land is Your Land was on there, and I've heard that recording. I think it was called We Shall Overcome, Your Honor. That is correct. It was called We Shall Overcome. You got one out of three. Not, not bad. Not bad. I haven't heard. I, how is the, the This Land is Your Land? Does he sing it? Or was, how, what's it sound like? It sounds exactly like Bernie Sanders speaking This Land is Your Land. California. <laughs> for the New York Island. That's exactly what it is. That sounds delightful, kind of. Uh, like oh, what, yeah. like politics aside, 
Uh, he has a cadence that is uh, is it's very enjoyable. All right, now I'm gonna move these uh, move the lightning round over to the counselor. Counselor, Joe Biden was confronted by a gangster named Corn Pop. Corn Pop was maybe not a real gangster. Three of these gangster names are real. One is fake. You tell me the fake one. Was it Ice Bones Jones, The Prophet, Freeway Ricky, or T-Bone? Oh, T-Bone's fake. That's Cory Booker's fake gangster. No, no. Oh, uh, well, then there's a real guy named T-Bone, and Cory Booker made a fake guy named T-Bone. There was a fake guy named Ice Bones Jones. Oh, that's pretty good. I, Your Honor, well done. <laughs> All right. So I All got right. Um, so uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, when confronting Anita Hill in the Senate committee, uh, made her say out loud the star of uh, some porn films that was mentioned to her by Clarence Thomas. Uh, the porn films were uh, uh, Huge Black Cock and uh, Monster Black Cock uh, was the, the, this person starred in. What was the name of this porn star that he made Anita Hill mention? Um, uh, yeah, I got it. But I... Uh, I uh, now I can't remember it. Is it? Is it? I know it's a pirate one, right, Your Honor? But is it? It's was just. Is it, is it Long John Silver or is it a pun on Long John Silver? You're so close. It's like a pun on Long John Silver. Long Silver. Long Bone Silver. Dong. Long Dong Silver. Long Dong. I have to. I, I get half get credit. You get a half point. You get, get a half point. point. You get a half okay. credit. You get a half credit. Long Dong Silver. There you go. The famous long, you know what? Long Don Silver is actually a lot more famous in name. Is actually his porn career isn't isn't that great. He didn't do a lot of movies like a you John know, Leslie. It's not the size of your porn John career, Holmes. Your Honor. <laughs> it's, it's the, oh wait, no wait, that's exactly wrong. It's, okay. it's a big part of it, though. It's yeah, a big yeah, part of it. Yeah. In 1988, Bernie Sanders was seen. Uh, there's footage of this online of Bernie interviewing punk rockers at the Burlington. <laughs> Vermont Mall. Uh, so these are Burlington, Vermont punk rockers and all that goes along with that. Uh, one of the first things these say, this is multiple choice. You tell me the correct one. One of these Burlington, Vermont punks say, Reagan makes me want to gag, eh? To heck with society or live fast, die young, maple syrup. <laughs> I'll go with the first one. Incorrect. The Burlington punk said, to heck with society. <laughs> Which is such a Burlington punk thing to say. Wow. Uh, as so like New Yorker, I, I just want to say, Vermonters don't say A. That was the giveaway for number one. <laughs> I, did, I, I know, know, I know. That threw me That that threw me too, but the other one sounded so wrong. Three was clearly fake. <laughs> they all sound wrong. And, and they the all two. sound yeah, that's incredibly true. wrong. I couldn't imagine the heck. That's why I didn't vote that. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. It's the most not. So it was one to point five. Yeah, one to point five. So man, I've really been sucking up the lightning rounds lately. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this is a lot to think over. I. This is uh, this would be unprecedented if we didn't do it every episode. But what would say we take off our ties? Uh, we throw our legal briefs off and put our just you know casual briefs on. 
and we go turn down the lights, maybe play a little uh, little folk music in the background, a little Arlo Guthrie, and smoke a J and talk about how society we could be at a little place I like to call Talk Town. Talk Town. Talk Town. All right. Uh, okay, we're getting into it. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> Let me, let me, let me, if I jump in, Your Honor. I have no Mike. I'm going to let you start. I will let you start. How are you doing? Mike, just three dudes now, right? Three fellas. No judge, no contrarian, no counselor. Um, I don't want to have a political argument right now. Now I'd like to have a philosophical one. I don't see, quite seriously, how your argument isn't just a free pass to bad actors in general when you say, well, as long as it's possible not to be defrauded, I can't blame the fraudster. Isn't that all your, this boils down to? You know what it is? No, no, no. It's less than that. I do think every, all the points you made were good. It's a little bit uncomfortable for me to be making this argument because I do think everything you mentioned should be fixed and they should be held to account. But I also think that there has to be some accountability uh, for the American voter. And I don't know what that looks like, but everything I've seen all these little explanations don't amount to anything. And really it does come down to it's on us. We got, I mean, people need to learn more. People need to look at what's happening and what the future brings. Uh, I kind of think maybe if this pandemic had happened last year, instead of this year, the primary would look really different, but I don't know. I just, I, I kind of look around and I'm like, man, we need to get a lot smarter and I don't know what it's going to take to do it. Well, I, I agree with you um, that everything you're saying is actually true as well in this mutual admiration society. My politics 20 years ago were awful. Uh, I was a big Al Gore fan. Um, I should have had the politics I have now then. I have no one to blame except myself. Yes, you're right. I was watching Hardball, not knowing Chris Matthews was a ghoul, not knowing when he had people like Howard Feynman or Bill Crystal on that they were just pure evil. I thought I was watching like a metered, you know, fairly liberal conversation with a conservative counterpoint. I didn't realize how far to the right everything I was seeing was. And that was me as a fairly bright kid who was actually watching political discussion in the first place, which puts me yeah, above yeah. X percentage of American voters. And yet I walked away with dog shit politics. I believe that only a conservative Democrat could win. I had an inherent fear of uh, populism. I had an insane privileged belief in the existence or at least the semblance of an existence of a meritocracy. So you're right. I should have, and Bernie Sanders existed 20 years ago, and I should have loved him as much then as I did now. And it was my fault that I didn't. But humans, myself included, are flawed. And they're always going to be flawed. 
And that's why we rely on some semblance of not sheer manufactured consent propaganda to at least give people a fighting chance to find their way. And I believe if they're pro-Medicare for all, which they are, as long as you don't phrase the poll as, would you like your life insurance stripped <laughs> away from you? And then the talking heads go on air and say, yeah, people don't like Medicare for all because we asked them if we removed your testicles with a fucking toothpick while giving you free medical care, they weren't as into it. So so I still blame them. I, I agree we should all be better. I sucked, but but the media and the DNC of 20 years ago made me the monster that I was. And now, even when people are suffering enough to see the light, there's still that machine in place that's confusing enough of them. Well, yeah, I had a very similar experience. I, when I was in high school, I would listen to the New York Yankees on what was then uh, WABC 770 on the radio. And after those games, uh, a young up-and-coming talent named Sean Hannity uh, <laughs> I listen to Sean Hannity. Long Island's own Sean Hannity. That's right. That's right. And Hannity was on, and and uh, Drudge, uh, Drudge was on sometimes. And then in the morning, <laughs> this is very embarrassing, but I think when I was sixteen or seventeen, I would watch Rush Limbaugh in the morning. And so when I graduated high school, I you know if I could have voted in the two thousand election, I was just slightly too young. Uh, I would have voted for George Bush. Uh, and then it was the Iraq war uh, in college that completely. Um, um, I, I, or wait, wait, wait a second. Earlier I said my politics were terrible, but that's before I heard yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so much worse. So much worse. Uh, and so, but here, but here's what I would say to what you just said is that, yeah, look, my, a lot of people's politics were bad 20 years ago, uh, but we changed, you know what I mean? We changed and we changed in the face of this propaganda machine you said. And now I would love if there was not this propaganda machine, I have, you know, serious frustrations with it. Like anybody else. Um, I abhor the feeling of like watching Bernie Sanders go on the view and going, Oh God, I hope Megan McCain doesn't own him. Like, like all this like terrible shit. Uh, but look, this is the world we live in. It's too much to ask. It's too much to ask not to have this propaganda machine. Uh, I do feel like in their own bizarre, fucked up and racist way, Republicans overcame it in 2016. The, the sort of like establishment wing of their party is just disintegrated under their populist movement. Um, we're, we're more afraid of that. And I, you know, maybe Trump in his own way preempted Bernie and prevented Bernie from winning because it put, you know, a sort of fear of populism in people's minds um, as unfair as that would be. Anyway. Yeah. This is the world we're in. We need to overcome it. I mean, that, that's just how it is. This stuff, MSNBC is never going away. You know, the Bezos on Washington post. And the fact is you have to play <laughs> as they say in sports, you have to play the team that's in front of you. And the team in front of us is, is this corrupt little world we have. Can I, I want to ask a, a couple questions of, of both of you. Uh, do you guys think uh, uh, one, well, do you think that the, I mean, I know Wayne, you think that the uh, DNC is definitely tampering. Do you think it was worse on the last election? And uh, do you, th I don't know, compare, comparing the, the last two elections, which do you think is worse? And do you think that anything changed or was there anything that could have been done by the Sanders campaign in preparation for this one? Yeah, so I, I would say to answer that question that I really thought, you know, maybe I'm naive and maybe I'm a, a homer, but I think Bernie Sanders ran a really good campaign. I think what he accomplished as a socialist in this country uh, both years was remarkable. I don't think they did anything wrong. I think a lot of the explanations that people give for, oh, here's why the young people didn't vote. Here's why, you know, here's why this didn't work out. Here's why that didn't work out. 
I really think it's sort of like this, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, like an alternate history almost. I think they did a good job. I think they got the most votes they could have. I don't think he ever could have won. Like, like we said, that's my conclusion um, after having so much hope uh, after Super Tuesday. To me, it was just like, yeah, this just couldn't happen this year. The, the American people were not having it. I, I, uh, I disagree. Uh, I think he absolutely could have won. I think it was only the, uh, against all these insurmountable odds, it was only the colossal rat fuck of the mass dropout and support Biden immediately before Super Tuesday that did it. But having said that, uh, I think Bernie did run a very good campaign. I think he had good people in his campaign who performed well. I thought his videos were good. I thought his messages were good. Uh, if you speak to grassroots organizers, some will say that he still doesn't uh, do a good job of reaching out. And I don't know the truth of that because everyone is full of shit and everyone likes to have their... Uh, Exactly. Their own agenda sucked on, and he's such a not bullshit guy that that he's not great about about placating people. And some people will only say you'll do a good job, you know, if you suck up, even if your agenda is good for them. So I don't know how much to weigh that, but what I will absolutely rebuke him for is uh, his debate performances. Not that they were bad. None of them were bad. Bernie Sanders, like George Bush, W. Bush, never has a bad debate performance because, like George Bush, he has clarity of vision and core beliefs. Now, George Bush's were stupid. Rich people should be stay rich. <laughs> Jesus Christ is God Almighty, and there we need more of him, and it's always correct to, ba- to bomb brown people. Uh, so, like, that was very clear. And so he never got tripped up and it didn't even matter that he didn't know like the nuance and he wasn't a wonk because he, he like Reagan as well, had just a NFDR, had a clear moral vision, even if they weren't in the details. Bernie is probably, even though he's not a wonk like as much, is probably far more in the weeds than any of those guys. But he has this clear moral vision. But what he doesn't have at all is a killer instinct. Either he doesn't have it or he refuses to go negative despite all the Brad press. He should have left nothing of Joe Biden left on that stage. You go say, he said to him, oh, you've got nine super PACs. He goes, name them. And then Biden goes, oh, come on. And then that was the end of it. Why was that the end of it? No, Joe, you just said something. I've run a campaign for now four years taking no money from billionaires like you do. And here are the four people who do them. You've just told the American people I'm just like you. I'm not. If you're going to slander me, please tell me the names of these super pies. Oh, you can't? So which is it, Joe? Are you lying or you can't remember? Boom. Joe, you keep on saying I'm lying about your record in Social Security. You went on the floor on this date. You said that. You went on the floor on this date and said that. You went on the floor on this date and said that. It's all on video. Tell the American people you either didn't say it or you've changed your mind or I'm lying. Which is it, Joe? And that would have been it. I'm sure 700 people in his campaign told him to do that. I'm sure he knows all those dates and figures. He absolutely refused to. So, yeah, that's my criticism for his campaign. You know who would have done it in a second? Fucking Elizabeth Warren. But, she, but here, sorry, Finn, let me. And by on. the way, if Elizabeth Warren had endorsed Bernie and did do that, I think he still would have won the election. And I, I do think this is a little bit of a microcosm for our entire debate, because, again, while I agree with you about what he should have done at the debate, I also think it would have had absolutely no impact. Uh, really? Not only because. 
Yeah, yeah, because I don't think, you know, debate performances really make much of a difference at all unless you really bomb like Bloomberg did. Um, what I think is that uh, anyone who really went on the attack, whether it was uh, Kamala against Joe Biden early or um, Liz Warren against Bernie a little bit later, I think it actually tended to hurt them. Uh, and so I think, you know, if, if Bernie goes on the full, full-throated attack against Biden, I think if anything, it has a slight negative impact. Uh, best case scenario, uh, he doesn't gain anything from it. Now, I don't know if it was the right strategic decision anyway. May, it would have been lovely for people like us. Well, to see him certainly just, in the last debate, when it's only uh, the two of them, he had nothing to lose by doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had nothing to lose. I think you're right. I think you go all out. But then again, you come back with, well, is he just hurting, you know, is he just hurting the guy for the general election and all that kind of well, thing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going to say that regardless. They're already saying that. Totally. totally. Yep. You're absolutely right about that. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know that that would have made that big a difference. Do you agree with me about this? The one thing I. It was a complete rat fuck uh, before Super Tuesday, but I think a week later I was like, you know what? Fair play. I mean, in the end, if it's going to be Bernie versus Biden, we got to win. You know what I mean? What they did was like infuriating, but I think it was just like good politics. It was the first time I've had like grudging respect for the DNC and the Democrats. I agree with maybe that. Maybe in, in my whole life. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And the only thing he could do would go hard and fast against Biden, and he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And I had no yeah. idea that that Social Security ad that I was seeing constantly online, which was good, uh, wasn't playing on television. W- what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it is a thing, too. Of like, yeah, how negative do you go? Do you what, do you do a, a montage of every time? Well, Biden's- to me, you go scorched earth because we're all going to die if Joe Biden is president. And yes, we already know we're all going to die when Trump is president. So uh, and by the way, we're not voting for for Biden. We're voting for whoever his VP is or whoever the DNC swoops in in the next three months because, again, severe neurological wasting. Wayne, you said earlier that the DNC, and I, I might have misheard this, but you said that the DNC, that their their only goal is to stay in power, that their goal isn't to beat the GOP. But I, I guess my question is just, what wouldn't they need to beat the GOP to stay in power? They just they don't. Kind of they don't need like to beat them. They at. don't need to beat them at the executive spot. They don't need to okay. win every single race. Uh, that's all I meant by that. And they, it's more important for them to keep uh, their donors happy. And if their donors happy means they lose a thousand seats, well, uh, they can live with that. Uh, but if they don't have their donors happy, then politicians who don't actually believe in anything and have no actual real popular support, once they lose the donors, then they're all out of a job. The only people left with support are people who have the support of the people. Uh, power to the people, the people of the power, however you like to say it. I'm not an elitist. I, I don't care about sentence construction. <laughs> but um, the, the thought experiment that i just like to mention before we go to closing statements is that you should think about the kind of world you want, and the kind of things you care about. The majority of this country cares about Medicare for all, even in red states. The majority, I think, uh, support, at least what they know about it, of the Green New Deal, certainly far more aggressive action, certainly more aggressive than Biden, who of everyone who ran for president had the worst rating for his environmental plan. Um, and people like the idea of debt relief, medical debt relief, free college, polls very, very well. So now ask yourself, I know all mainstream media does is blame the GOP, but let's pretend there are no Republicans. Let's pretend the Democrats, as we know the party now, controls the executive, judicial, and legislative branch. And ask yourself, of those things I just mentioned, 
which would be a reality? And I think the honest answer is, on all those issues, if they were all Pelosi's, 100 Pelosi's in the Senate and president, none of them, not one of those things would happen. So at some point, people have to stop blaming Republicans and just make Republicans irrelevant by electing Democrats who have people support who can win. Sorry to get up on my soapbox. Uh, I'm sure the contrarian knows the chemical formula of soap, but I just call it good old-fashioned soap. I have a button here that can do applause. Oops. No, no, right. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Except next to when you're closing statement, it's going to be this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We need a soundboard, goddammit. Um... (laughs) All right. Well, what do you say we all uh, we all we take this uh, this Jay's hitting me real good. I'll go ahead and turn off the hi-fi, and we'll get back behind our respective benches to finish uh, off this court case. Okay, uh, Your Honor. Yes. Since I basically made my closing statement in Talk Town, let me just be very very brief and say. Remember that shit I just said, and what kind of world we'd be living in, even if they weren't even Republicans. Well. Those are the people who control the DNC, and they're the people shaping our world. And yes, we could all be better voters. We could all be more informed voters. We could all do a better job of facing fear of the unknown. But I blame the people stoking the fires of fear. Thank you, Your Honor. I think if you really wanted to end that powerful, you would have ended it with now, imagine she's white. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you win court cases. But you've uh, just killed Mozart. <laughs> uh, contrarian, would you give us your closing statement? Your Honor, I don't have the personal charisma of a Wayne Gladstone. I am not going to come here and kind of light the world on fire with my closing statement. I'm going to be very brief and very simple. Uh, The argument put forth before us was whether the DNC cost Bernie Sanders the election. Now, my uh, Mr. Gladstone, uh, a wise man, an intelligent man, spent the time telling us exactly how the DNC is incompetent, the DNC is evil, uh, how they stack the deck, how they rigged the election uh, against Bernie Sanders. I agree with all of that. Every single point, I made some of them myself in my opening statement. What he didn't show and what he had to show was that it made a lick of difference. Look, at the end of the day, in 2016, Bernie Sanders went against Hillary Clinton. He had little to low name recognition, but he ended up putting up a really good fight, getting close. Everybody knew who this guy was coming into 2020. There was reason to believe, whether it was going to be a multi-candidate field or just him against Joe Biden or him against whoever, that he had a really good chance to win. Turns out uh, the people didn't, didn't support him, okay? They should have. We need him. We need a guy like Bernie Sanders. Uh, but it came down to him and the other people. The people had a chance to vote. He had his chance to speak at the debates. All this rigging, everything that happened, it doesn't make a lick of difference in the face of the voters who let their country down. Ignorance, fear, and apathy. That's what did it on behalf of the voter. It wasn't the DNC. Your Honor, I rest my case. Hey, boss. Can somebody give me the pussy, please? So (laughs) that was the sound effect I could find. I, I put I put crowd booze into Google. That's what came up. And I couldn't listen to it while Shane was talking. 
<laughs> so pretend that was a boo sound effect. Somehow even more devastating. Yeah. Somehow, uh, yes. It's 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 I should have known because it said SMG4 sound effects A boss, but it didn't say boo. There's some crickets. I should have used those against you. Oh, crickets. God damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, we should, I should have really just based this around who has the, the better soundboard. Um, well, I'm going to go back to my chambers. Uh, I'm going to go uh, watch a whole bunch of videos of young, energetic campaigners doing bad rap songs and TikTok dances and, uh, and uh, just parody just parody lightning things that will drive me wild in anger. All right. All right, I'm back. Uh, normally... I like to use this point to uh, frivolously uh, make a joke and uh, come out with, uh, and I, I'm still being somewhat frivolous, but honestly, no joke, I, I really don't know which way to go. I'm a, I'm a cynical person, uh, so I think that the right choice is probably never going to happen. I don't have a lot of faith in the people, but I honestly, I really honestly can't tell how much the DNC has to do with this. It seems like they have something to do with it. They definitely were trying with all their might. And it is that weird question of, you know, yes, they're incompetent and yes, they're backwards and probably evil. And did it, how much did it work? I think it definitely had something to do with it. I don't know that they're the entire reason but it definitely had to have a strong effect and there's just so many machinations that it's just you know i don't want to be a conspiracy theorist but they're joe biden's such a fucking dum-dum it's so hard for me to understand why how something behind the scenes that's being manipulated and twisted and pulled but at the same time i don't want to be an alex jones uh, who lives right here in Austin, Texas. I missed him by an hour at Lucy's Chicken a few months ago. Would have liked to have. Uh, Who's a bigger Nine Schnells fan, you or Alex Jones? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Just... I'm sorry. I fucked that up. Smashing Pumpkins fan. Sorry. He has Billy Corgan on his show. Never mind. Um, yeah, I'm sure he listens. Actually, to... he, I, did, I do... he did. He did quote Nine Schnells in a tweet once, but I'll shut up now. And I will add that I know a bunch of people who saw him at an ACDC concert with a woman who everyone was positive was a prostitute while he was married. Any hoozle, uh, he's a Christian man, and we have to respect that. Um, <laughs> I really, like, legitimately, I, I am never not bummed when I look at the news. And I really, I, I like, legitimately don't know which way to go on this. I, I think that I think I'm going to have to go with the counselor on this one. I think they had something to do with it. I don't think because the argument. But are you was, saying, Your Honor, that that 
that it was enough that that but for their efforts maybe maybe yeah, even flawed yeah, people would have been enough to get in the right go the right direction yeah this would be a weird split it, it's I, you can't really do a split a split bill on this you can't really do a tie but i think that they had enough that i don't know that they caused it but they definitely pushed it in that area at least like got snowballs rolling that got that made that knocked him out of the race like maybe it wasn't the main thing but it definitely was there was enough momentum in that that probably had that happen i think well that's all that's good enough for me your honor maybe it's not good enough for mr fancy pants but your word is is uh is your bond and uh and i'm glad that contrarian is now going to be sentenced to uh uh spend his uh social distancing six feet uh from from debbie wasserman schultz <laughs> excellent you know your honor i respect your ruling uh mr gladstone well argued and uh, i hope i'm wrong so this is uh this is a defeat well, it doesn't come. matter now <laughs> true enough i just hope we all live that's what i now we I, need to hear the blah, blah, after after a defeated blah, wayne gladstone blah, blah, blah. i hope i hope divine intervention saves us all even though we're doing our best as a species not to deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>